Hey, y'all. It's Emmanuel. Just wanted to let you know that the following episode was recorded before the election, so hopefully it can bring some levity to your day. Now let's all take a deep breath together and get on with the show. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week, we're paying homage to Lindsay Lohan's newly acquired accent by listening to other celebrities talk like they're not actually from America. Mm-hmm. The best. There's quite a few of them. <laughs> and we're dealing with our feelings about Lil Wayne saying Black Lives Matter quote, just sounds weird, and quote, is dumb shit. Oh, Wayne. And we're going to talk about why you need to care more about asses. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> it's not what you think. It, it really isn't. That's the great thing. But it could be. So stay tuned. So we have a lot to get to. Let's start with what set Twitter ablaze, which is Lindsay Lohan's new accent. Oh. So basically, like, she sounds Turkish, right? Like, can we, we can just agree on this she sounds um, like she's trying to do I, some kind maybe like a turkish russian hybrid. i thought it was russian i got like a russian vibe but there's I was lots like, of like lilting at the end of sentences yeah. and hmm. it's it's quite something so it is actually so much of something that we'll just listen to some of it right now oh yes you understand that life is bigger than uh, everything that we see americans are very close-minded in that sense i know that because i'm american very close-minded. Minded. I was like Natasha, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I could just picture her in like mink fur coat, a little hat. Ooh, ooh, yes. And a Soviet star. I yeah. could see it. <laughs> well, without wanting to get all Rachel Dolezal on this. Ooh, jeez, that's a name that I could ooh. do without. Wow. Do you think there's going to be like a group of people who say accents or whatever you want them to be? Girl, you can adopt whatever are you gonna want. Are we going to do that? Mm, are we going to do? Can that? we not? Yeah. <laughs> we will not. But other celebrities have. And we're going to explore some of those people right now, starting with the one that most people think of when you think of a fake accent. Oh, is it Madonna? Say it's Madonna. It's Madonna. It's Madonna. (laughs) Yes. I hadn't quite adjusted to the tabloids. Um, That's all you need, the little snippet. (laughs) And she's from Detroit, no? She is. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because my relatives are there and they don't talk like that. So, Just to play devil's advocate, she was married to Guy Ritchie. A British man. But he doesn't talk like that, does he? He's like a fake cockney, isn't okay. he? Okay. But when was that? Because I remember she started speaking like that way before she got married. Oh, no. I she, think... she had started easing into this years ago. So <laughs> if my back catalogue of celebrity magazines have taught me anything, I believe she started hanging out with Rupert Everett, who is yes. a British actor. And I think she was just like, eh, I just like it. Was this after Avita? I feel like it has something to do with Avita. What, Argentinian <laughs> accents? I, but I just feel like she was in character at that point, And then she kind of adopted a whole new persona in her personal life. I mean, know, she's good at adopting personas on stage. It's very theatrical, I'll give yeah. you that. Very. <laughs> Recently, I saw a picture of her in an art gallery. She fell down and then put on a show from the floor for mm. everyone who was there. Was that an accident? Was it an initial fall? Unclear. They thought they, that she was drunk. But I... <laughs> But I'm wondering if when she's drunk, she goes back to Detroit or if she goes full on tilt Mm -mm. into British. I think she goes fully. I think I think that when you are drunk or when you are mad, you speak from the language of your heart. Oh, Oh. and I feel like she is from Detroit and you don't forget that. I feel like that. (laughs) Okay, so another person who slipped 
into an accent, at least for a little bit on Wendy Williams' couch, was singer Sierra. So she stopped by, and this is like vintage, if you will, Sierra, when she was dating Future. Oh. oh, how long ago is this? So this was like a couple years ago because now she's remarried and oh yeah, to Carlton Banks, <laughs> born again virgin, right? also known as <laughs> I don't even know his real name at this point. He's a Seahawk. I'll just say that. So she's on the couch and then she slips into a, a little bit of an accent. Let's have a listen. I think on it's aisle three. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think so. I think I'm all right though. Wait, let me let me get the angle proper. Mm-mm. Okay. Am uh, I? Do I need? Do I need one? Do I hear an accent? A silly one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know what's going on with me lately. I'm like just changing my, I'm doing weird stuff these days. You're growing up. Yes, I am. I like that she's like, oh, I'm just doing weird things these days. So she's trying yeah. to do like a London thing, isn't she, with her proper. She's well, trying yeah. to do that. So do you switch back and forth? <laughs> well, as Between someone accents? whose accent is not that of the one that, of the country that she lives in, I, I'm familiar with what it's like to try and hang on to your own accent because it, it is very tempting when... Um, when it's easier to be understood to mimic like the speech patterns of the person you're talking to. Like we all do it to some extent, but mm-hmm. that's just ridiculous. That's a good point though. Do you have you ever found yourself slipping into an American accent? Um not necessarily an accent, but the um like the inflection and the intonation is very different. Like it's a, it's a different way of speaking. I think Americans uh, speak a little bit more sing song. It's hard not to pick up on a bit of that. And I've definitely had to adjust slightly, otherwise I am just not understood. Well, I don't know. I think if I was you, I'd be stubborn because I feel like you can say anything in your accent and people would be like, you know what she knows. Listen, she knows what she is talking about. <laughs> this, so I would just like try to force it even harder. This is something that frequently astonishes me. <laughs> people think you are so smart. You and all your people. I she is. I don't know why. I don't know about all her people. But Carly. <laughs> I got it. It just always sounds like you're quoting like Virgil or something oh like that. Oh my gosh, my homeboy Virgil. Yeah. In the original Latin. <laughs> Obviously. Of Speaking of weird people, Johnny Depp has a weird accent. I, I don't even know what I would call him. Oh, it's not British. British. not talk about Johnny Depp? Stuffed piranhas. <laughs> Sorry. Stuffed piranhas. And some vampire bats. Why did you have piranhas and bats? Well, it was important to have them. <laughs> Wait a oh, minute. God, was that what a character? That? Like, what was he doing? With his, he was, like, was he being for real? This was on a talk show. Oh, my Just, God. Just, like, regular conversation. Is that, like, no, that's Scottish? Vampire it's like, bots? It's, like, Irish, Scottish, little bit of French, heavy British. It's awful. I feel <laughs> sick. <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, God, what a... The story was he was flying from Peru to Miami, and they stopped him and looked in his bag, and he had stuffed vampire bats or whatever he said and this vitamin powder that looked like cocaine and so he uh, was probably um, was he was taking a sip. is that what they call it these yeah. days vitamin, vitamin powder. powder yeah <laughs> when Do- you're a celebrity they call it vitamin powder <laughs> vitamin c when you're a regular pedestrian they call it prison uh-huh. <laughs> and when a celebrity goes to prison they call it camp hello yes so so this is very much a theme is emerging here this is celebrities moving to europe discovering the good life <laughs> marrying a European, because oh, he didn't marry didn't her. Did he but, marry a European? Yeah, he uh, lived with Vanessa Paradis, who was French for oh, a very God, long time. But he is no longer with Vanessa Paradis. So maybe I thought you just revoke the accent. You just hand it back in with the, the marriage license. <laughs> and the ring and all this. It's like when you return yeah. the apartment keys. You're like, here's the apartment key. And here's the accent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Here are my T's. <laughs> well, it's not always people who go to Europe. Oh, tell me more. I think you're going to tell us more about Quentin Tarantino. <gasps> Oh, God, I've forgotten about this. It's so good. Okay, let me, because you told us about this, so let me hear from myself. Okay, so 
Cracked.com, the reputable online outlet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like New York Times, number one, and Cracked.com, pretty number two. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. They put together a video which juxtaposes Quentin Tarantino on one talk show. I'm already taking deep breaths. Versus Quentin Tarantino on another talk show. The title of the video, which you can find online, is Quentin Tarantino Doesn't Know How to Talk to Black People. Oh, God. Here we go. Have a listen. I'm not that computer savvy. So if he had sent me something that I plug into my computer, I don't know if I would have ever heard it. All right. Hey, download this. I don't know how to do that. All right. You know, so uh, he put it on a cassette tape. Then Jamie, my man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Goes to the BET Awards. Comes back with Rick Ross. Rick yeah. Ross and the whole posse. <laughs> we all got contact high on the set that day. The whole MG. <laughs> oh. Is that him? That's yes. Quentin. He Tarantino. sounds like the guy you bump into outside the liquor store. He just like dropped so many names and buzzwords like my man Jamie Foxx. So and Jamie Foxx in this video is actually next. He's sitting next to Quentin Tarantino on the stool because it's clearly like a Django Unchained yeah, I was gonna say. junket. And he just looks mortified. Carrie Washington's also there and she's like, <sighs> get me the F out of here. Get me out of here. Oh my God. And let's just take a listen to what Quentin Tarantino on another talk show actually sounds like. Red Nose Reindeer, the Charlie Brown special. Right. What was that one with Fred Astaire? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So yeah. when he's on a white talk show, he name drops Fred Astaire. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> and then he's but Rick if he's Ross. on a black one, he's like Rick Ross. So My that man was... Jamie. Yeah. Oh, okay, wow. so I, I, I'm going to have to watch the video clips just to see their faces. Honestly, they are priceless. And we all do some kind of degree of like greasing the social wheels and we, we mimic people a little bit. But there's mimicking to put people at ease and then there's actually just being a ventriloquist dummy <sighs> with the emphasis on dummy. Oh, it's so cringeworthy. So speaking of switch-ups, uh-huh. okay, one person who did a switch-up that kind of took Twitter by storm was Kanye West. So I don't know if you guys saw the video of him on the ever-popular Chris Jenner talk show <laughs> that is in its what season now? What season is it in? Zero. zero. <laughs> season zero. So he stopped by to talk to his future mother-in-law and his voice, it like, I don't even know how to just listen. And it becomes a bit of like an emotional bully, like someone taunting you as you're getting on, you know, an airplane or taunting you as you're just going to get yogurt. People asking you questions. When I was young, the only time I saw that is some, if someone was on trial for murder. You didn't see that because <laughs> someone went to go, go get yogurt. So it's just the friendlier kind. There's nothing gentler than name dropping yogurt. Yes. It's like he's, he's going to get froyo. That is the daytime Kanye. That sounds like a different person. Well, basically his voice sounds like it's been doused in baby powder. And then with yeah. Sway, he's like, what's the name of your clothing brand? Yeah, we don't know it, yeah. Sway. You don't got the answers. Disney, Google, Google. Warhol. Warhol. <laughs> I'm standing up and I'm telling you I am Warhol. I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Walt Disney, Nike, Google. I, I, feel, I do feel like if Kanye and Kim moved to Europe for a bit, I could see Kanye adopting an accent. Oh, for sure. He'd start speaking like Britney in the, those songs that she's doing now. <laughs> you want a Maserati? It better work. <laughs> that is the lyric. <laughs> Someone else who's actually really good at doing an accent for roles is mm. Renee Zellweger. Oh, hers is good, yeah. Bridget Jones. Her Bridget's really good. 
But apparently when she's filming these films, she has to live in London, I'm obviously. Sorry. What? It just occurred to me that she's American. Yes. <laughs> oh, you didn't? I don't she think that didn't I didn't know. I don't think that I realized that until just now. Fooled ya. Okay, so that accent is good. I'll give it okay. to her. <laughs> you also thought Keep it a hundred. I, I thought Gwyneth Paltrow was one of yours also. Oh, I was like okay. I was like, she she's not American. I had not yeah. I mean, call back to last season, I did think Debrat was a man. <laughs> Yes. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've run out of times where I'm allowed to bring it up. So, <laughs> When she's in London filming Bridge Jones, she doesn't speak in an American accent at all for four months. She's just in character the whole time. So this mm. is an interview that someone over there is having with her offset and her accent is intact. Okay. Let's, let's listen. It. Four months in the UK. Four months <clears throat> speaking very British. Trying, trying my best. <laughs> trying my best. <laughs> and you don't let that slip, do you, when you're in character for that time? You stay... Is that helpful to you? Yeah, it, it is. I don't want to think about it. And, you know, I feel like if I go in and out of it, it's really just lazy, actually. I'm just being very lazy. <laughs> actually. Ooh. Oh, it's really is good. good. She's good. a method actress. And the way she says, doing my best. Accurate and well done, Renee. Hello. <laughs> So speaking of you judging people's British accents and whether they're good or not, uh-huh. Jamidra wants to present you with one. Oh. Okay. So MTV stopped one Nicki Minaj oh. uh, to talk about a new music video. And towards the end of this interview, she completely switched into another accent. And I wanted to get your thoughts. Hit me. Okay, let's have a listen. I really made myself into like this nice girl in the in the video. And it's almost like, you know, you really bond with the character. Do you know what I mean? And then we see her die. It's like if you see the, the bad girl die, it's like, you know, it's like you're happy. But I wanted people to talk about it at the end. I wanted people to say, why did she make that decision? Do you know what I mean? And I wanted them to cry. <laughs> I Stop. genuinely don't is that know passable? what to say. Is that passable? So she, what well, I think the accent she's doing there is like an Essex girl. She sounds like oh. Jerry Halliwell. She sounds like Jerry Halliwell. Yeah, and the whole, like you know what I mean? Like not that main. thing not main. is very Jerry. Well, that's the way that Posh used to talk as well, isn't it? Uh, posh Spice. Oh, so Posh, so she, she make her absent? Like, yes. I haven't heard Posh speak in years. Posh so. ain't so Posh, let's just say that. Ooh, really? Yeah. So wait a minute. So, okay, now you have to explain the difference between the accents now because I don't know. Oh, so stereotypically, I'm going to earn myself some ire from uh, from the homeland here, but Essex girls have a certain reputation. Uh, oh, I don't know. Do I want to go into this? No, yes, this, you do, no, girl. I'm, no, I'm backing off. Where's backing my off. tea? Um, <laughs> you know, they like a good time. That's the oh, general the stereotype. I'm not okay. saying it's true. Um, but the weird thing is that is quite a passable Essex girl accent that Nicki Minaj is doing. Really? Yeah. With all those. Go yeah, not, You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? How odd. Okay, so tell me, what's, what's Adele's accent? Because I love her accent. Adele is from South London, I think. Or South London, she'd say. Ooh. Yeah, so it's quite harsh. It's like a cheese grater accent. <laughs> People seem to love her, though. I do. I love when she's singing some like beautiful, elegant song. And then after the song's done, she's talking to the audience. And yes. she's just like... She's cackling like... <laughs> <laughs> I love cigarettes and I, I'm not, I can't do it. No. But well, I have, I have the opposite problem with when I'm watching, because as you are well aware, British actors are plentiful and also cheap. 
we are very cheap to really? hire. Yeah, specifically for television series. There's a big tradition of British actors making it big in the UK, <laughs> big quote unquote, and then coming over to Hollywood and uh, trying, you know, trying out during pilot season and trying to get in as many TV shows as they can. Mm-hmm. So consequently, American television is stuffed with British actors that you would never know are British because they've just had to become so good at Stringer, their American accent. Bell. Idris Elba. I had no clue, no clue that Idris Elba was from London. Me neither. Until he did. Until you saw the little off the little after the show interviews, and I was like, "Wait, um, so good." I didn't know you guys were cheap to hire, though. Yeah. Seriously, learn something new every day. What do you think I'm here? (laughs) So, you guys, (laughs) that's the end of this segment. I'm going to forever talk like this for the rest of the episode. Are you You really? You know what I mean. You sound like the fake Australian guys at the end of the movie Point Break. I'll okay. take it. I'll take I it. I need. Can we close out? I with, mean, I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. Can we close out with Carly doing an American accent? Yes. I need to hear this. <gasps> yes. Give me a phrase. I want you to say, it doesn't say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. Okay. And may I remind you, it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> so much. Jesus Christ. I can do better. I can do better. No, that's it. It's a phrase it. I use too often. I can do better. <laughs> this is why you're cheap. Okay, got it. All right, Eliza, say it again. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. Didn't I say that? No, Eliza, you didn't sigh that. You didn't even say that. All right, so speaking of switch up, you guys may have heard this whole dust up on the interwebs mm-hmm. behind yes. Little Wayne and yeah. his, like, I don't identify with Black Lives Matter bit. Wait, remind me what he actually said. So let's just listen to what he said. What's your thought on, on Black Lives Matter? What is it? What, what do you mean? The idea is that there's this movement called Black Lives Matter thinking that the rest of America didn't seem to understand that, that Black Lives Matter. I- just sounds weird. I don't know that you put a name on. It's not a name. It's not whatever, whatever. It's somebody got shot by police and for a reason. I am a young, black, rich If that don't let you know that America understand black matter these days, I don't know what it is. Don't come at me with that dumb man. My life matter, especially to my and then he winks. And then he winks. Oh, no. There's a whole host of things that are wrong with that. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Where to start? One, the reason why he said he got agitated because he has since apologized is because the interviewer asked him about how he would feel about people referring to his daughter as a bitch. Oh. Because he says it in his music. So his response in his apology was that after the interviewer asked him that question, he was so angry that he really didn't care about anything else that she had to say. Ah. And so that was his response. But then he ends the interview with saying, my life matters to my bitches. <laughs> and I'm just... I mean, you can hear it in the clip that he just seems like he had some cough syrup before going yes! on there. And uh, oh, the but... actual, like, I wouldn't even call them ideas that he's expressing are... So ridiculous. They're not even formulated. Cough syrup that he might not be using to treat a cough, if you mm, know right. what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Him saying Black Lives Matter just sounds weird and is dumb. <laughs> like, what? Have you not been paying attention at all to anything? Clearly not. Well, here's the thing, because he's he was asked this question because it was a follow up to another answer that he had given about Black Lives Matter. And he was like, he's been rich for a long time and like racism doesn't exist because he has never experienced racism hmm. before. And then he's also talked about like a time when he was younger and I think he was shot and the police came to his house and the other police ignored him. But the white cop like took him to the hospital and saved him. So he's like that in 
also adding the fact that when he goes to his shows, a lot of the people there are white, like he doesn't see race. Oh, right. He's one of those. Ah. <laughs> and so it was like, all right, okay. <laughs> but like he's talked about it in his music before. Like Charlemagne gave him Donkey of the Day on The Breakfast Club, not for the fact that he doesn't agree or he doesn't acknowledge or he doesn't like relate to Black Lives Matter, but just that he's talked about these issues in his music before. So it's like, which is it? Like, do you have people, you have endorsements you're trying to protect? Or like, I was going to say, who's he speaking to? Who are you here? speaking yeah. to? Or who's writing his raps? It, sh- now he's going to come sh- for me. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> the ghostwriter. <laughs> but I guess my real issue is like, I don't, I mean, people can be mad. You're going to be mad. You're going to have your feelings. Like my husband always says, your feelings are valid. he's so supportive so your feelings are valid my thing is like if we're talking about people to really step up to the podium to talk about like issues around like being a black male in this country and like injustice and blah 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 I don't know that I'm nominating Lil Wayne (laughs) and I don't know and I don't know that I'm upset that he like it's not like somebody was like you know what where's Lil Wayne (laughs) and so then that's there's this hard balance because it's like on the one hand you're like we need celebrities to speak up right Mm. and then some of them speak up and you're like whoa (laughs) (laughs) could you just speak down a bit (laughs) exactly so do you guys have people that have downplayed an important issue to you that you felt like you know I really don't Uh, care on my side well my heart sinks every time a famous woman says she's not a feminist I mean it has to I mean it just saying that you're not a feminist is saying that you don't believe in equality and I just want to just run up to you and take your vote away from you right now but I'm a humanist Carly exactly I don't see gender good (laughs) off you go oh yeah all that lot Lady Zsa Katy Perry even Beyonce's flirted a little bit with all that am I a feminist feminist. I just don't know and the whole like well I love my man so yeah and it's like Mm. you can do both loving men and being a feminist are not mutually exclusive PSA speaking of our Essex girl Jerry Hollywell I'll never get over her saying feminism is bra burning lesbianism well, oh yeah, oh yeah. we did talk about so that early on. Yeah. That's just one of the reasons why she's my least favorite Spice Girl. Uh, yeah, but anyway. right at the bottom of the pile. There. Is she on your desk? <laughs> <laughs> Her doll is on my desk, but it's because I thought if I bought it in the '90s, it would be worth a lot. Is it because she was the cheapest one to buy? Is that what it was? No, it was the hardest one to get because she had left the group. Oh. But now I looked it up recently on eBay. Yeah, how has that appreciated? It's depreciated. <gasps> it's. $15 and I bought it for 25 You might as well have just bought a car. <laughs> I really should. Emmanuel, or stocks. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Anyway, we're getting off topic. As the token gay on this panel, mm. I'm going to just talk about a fellow gay who I wish wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the setup of the century. Thank you. His name is Milo Yiannopoulos. I don't know. Oh, God. Do you know this guy? That guy. Yes. Internet troll extraordinaire. Yes. So he got his life when Ghostbusters star Leslie Jones was, what would you say, abused all over the internet. Oh, you're talking about when the trolls came for her. And leaked all of her pictures and were calling her crazy things online. He loved that. Who was this guy? He's um, He's just like an internet celebrity. He's part of the alt-right and Mm. just says really crazy things to get a rise out of people. He's a troll. And he's been banned from Twitter because he's that much of a troll. Okay. He recently calls trans people, quote, gay men dressing up for attention and describe the trans community as, quote, mentally ill. Uh, You said he's gay? Yeah. He's also... I have to own this one as well. Half Greek. Oh, oh I should know by the like name. That. What yeah. the hell? But you know what? The other half, you're going to have to own Carly because he's half British. Oh, God. 
I will take one arm, you yeah. can take the other, and we'll just pull them in half. Oh, yeah, gosh. great. How about that? He is on this tour right now of colleges, and people Why? are calling it pretty transphobic. He's just going around saying the stuff about trans people. He has signs with Caitlyn Jenner's face on it saying trans people are so gay. Oh, is this? I think I've seen a clip of like Black Lives Matter, like, and he got into some kind of issue with them, and they sure walked up on stage. And okay, some more colorful language he's used to call trans people: quote, mutilated trainees. <gasps> Uh, who are, quote, obsessed with being victims and being given special rights. He also, this week, uh, took a rainbow pride flag no, and burned it. No. Oh, oh, what was that supposed to symbolize? The end of gayness? He wants to cure himself, he said. And because he is a gay man, people can be like, well, if he says it. Here's yeah. our like, example. Ex- exactly. Just like Little Wayne is this. People say racism ex- is over. Little Wayne said it. Ex- he said it. But you and know, he's black. The thing about people like this is that in this day and age, I wonder if the people who do and say things like this even believe it or if they're doing it because they want to get some sort of stardom yes. out of it. It's like, like the I cannot culture believe. effect. Yeah. Where she's mm. just saying crazy things every time she needs to write a book. And it's like, this time I'm talking about Mexicans. Yeah. And it's just The like, oxygen uh, of publicity. Yeah. And then they always get booked on places like The View. They do. And they make for very good television and very good radio. That's the trouble. Jeez. Yeah. So if I could take away one gay advocate, <laughs> I would take him away. Sounds like he's trying to take himself away. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, after the show, we're going to go find him, me and Carly will, and cool. grab him by both arms and do that thing you said. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to put an end to this. Just pull, pull, pull. <laughs> Did they just threaten his life? I'm not sure. I don't uh, know. Run up to him and slip your hand into his. He'll hate that. Oh. <laughs> Even better revenge. Kill Even him. better. Kill him <laughs> with gayness. <kindness. laughs> So it's that special time of the episode where we celebrate the highs of the week and the, the lowest mm. lows. Mainly the lows. <laughs> yes. This is called The Peak in the Pit. We're starting with the pit. <laughs> oh this one God. is sponsored by Carly Severn. I got a doozy for you. It's also sponsored by Glamour magazine. Mm. Mm. For Twas They, who decided <laughs> to name as Glamour magazine's Woman of the Year... An amazing woman who's done so much for women around the world. Just kidding. They named Bono. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bono of U2 is Glamour Magazine's Woman of the Year. Why is this happening? Oh, and I love all the um, articles about this are all illustrated with uh, pictures of Bono just like holding an award aloft. It just looks yeah. so happy. Like, yes, finally. Why, Why? is this happening? Why indeed. They say that Bono has done a lot to champion the cause of women around the world. And apparently the panel on Glamour Magazine said that they were always wondering when they'd name a man as <laughs> woman of the year. Oh, this gosh. is giving me um, Bill Clinton first black president vibes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's amazing and terrible at the same time. One thing it did put me in mind of was the fact that um, our equivalent of the BET Awards in the UK are called the MOBO Awards, M-O-B-O, which stands for Music of Black Origin. And a an amazing black artist has been nominated so many times. I'm, so I'm just scared. kidding. It's Ginger Ed Sheeran. Oh, <laughs> it does not get whiter and more vital. <laughs> D deficient. It's literally the whitest alive. They found the whitest man. Indeed. Anyway, <laughs> Bono, congratulations on your Woman of the Year award. I hope it makes you really happy. I hope you get PMS. 
<laughs> exactly. Wouldn't it be great if his salary just got reduced by like a third? Yes. Speaking of men feeling symptoms of things like oh, PMS, oh, birth control, I know what this go. is gonna be. I'm just gonna hitch a ride on your pit <laughs> and say that there was a study recently around a birth control pill for men, mm. but the study was halted because men started feeling side effects, such as mood swings, oh, depression, oh, pimples, oh, increased sex drive. So they're like, no. I'm horny enough. Um, I need my complexion to be clear. Mood swings and depression are things I'm unfamiliar with. They're like, with a sex drive like this, I'm going to need clear skin. Hello. <laughs> so the Daily Show's Michelle Wolf was not having it. And she's just not here for this BS. She said, you call those side effects? I call that day four of a fairy tale period. Exactly. Oh, oh Michelle. And then she said, that would be like going to Normandy during that battle. You know, the one. And saying <laughs> that, that Whoa, one. hang on a minute! Someone prides himself on Mister History. That one, He's, yeah. That's that what that, I mean. I will have you know. Landing. Is that what you're referring that's to? That's how casually I can just reference things because I know history. So I will well. have you know like, that that, that is how it's cited in most public high school textbooks. That Normandy thing. <laughs> God help us all. She said that's like going to Normandy during that day and saying, "You know, I can't fight. The weather makes me sad." <laughs> so, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> yeah. So she then. Started talking about the actual side effects of female birth control, which are blood clots, strokes that can kill you, mm-hmm. lower sex drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And women still are expected to take that so that men don't have to mm-hmm. deal with a baby. So that's that's a pity thing that I'm just throwing out there. It's very pity. But let's rise up out of that mm. for the peak. This is very weird, and I know this, but I'm going to say it. Donkeys are amazing. <laughs> I know this coming from Greece. The New York Times now what was the knows name this. Of your donkey? No, you didn't well. have a donkey. It was a sheep. No, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that is <laughs> Yorgo, who's a sheep, who's now dead. Yorgo. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> You're like thanks for bringing that up for me. <laughs> so this piece in the New York Times ran. It's called "Where's the Love for Donkeys," and it's by James Gorman. Wow. Okay. And it starts with talking about how five thousand years ago the Egyptians loved donkeys because they were the animals that were responsible for transporting people and goods across large swaths of land. And they just found brick grave chambers at a site of an Egyptian king. Mm-hmm. And 10 donkeys are in there on the same level as the king. Like, you huh. guys did your job. You're amazing. Please come to the afterlife with me. I want to see you forever and ever. So, like, did horses just come and steal their shine? Or, like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, horses were bred to have long legs and to jump and all this stuff. Donkeys were bred to carry large things. And go, <laughs> yeah, spit a sick rhyme, which right. is what I consider that to be. They, they beatbox. They beatbox. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. So they had this super high status back then, but now no one cares about them. And it's gotten to the point where now there needs to be something called the Donkey Welfare Symposium at Cornell University. Ooh. 77 whole people went. I will oh, have wow. 77. Yes. Veterinarians, donkey rescuers, donkey defenders, and they need defending and rescuing because they're being slaughtered for their hide or meat or gelatin. Really bad what? things. Because no one cares about donkeys and no one protects them. I will have you know that there is a story in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> Taking it back. <laughs> Someone named Balaam. Okay. I don't know her, but <laughs> he rode a donkey. And then the donkey refused to go further. And he's like... Oh, because they're stubborn, right? Donkey, donkey, come on. And the donkey's like, hell no. 
And then so he beats the donkey. And for only the second time that an animal speaks during the Bible. One is a snake. The other one is this donkey. He says, what have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times? Shakespearean donkey. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, if you get a... He speak- has a fake British accent. Yeah. If you get a speaking role in the Bible, mm-hmm. okay, you, you're doing things. <laughs> so <laughs> this donkey was looking out for this guy. He was like not going further because there was an angel with a sword that was about to kill Balaam. And then he was like, oh, my bad for beating you. Oh. Donkeys knows So best. donkeys are wise also is what you're saying. So they're wise. They're pretty fierce when threatened, even though they have a reputation of running away from mm. things. They will attack coyotes, foxes, and even mountain lions if they step to them. Mm. There are even guard donkeys to guard sheep, goats, and other animals that need protection from predators. Because they got it like that. Mm. We forget this. So it makes sense that they were buried with kings. They should stop being slaughtered. I will leave you with this quote from Eric Davis, a veterinarian from the University of California, Davis. He says, much of human civilization was created because there were donkeys to move pastoralists and traders around the world. I think that we as a species owe something to donkeys. To the humble ass. And I think... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so I felt like I owed this peak to donkeys in general and the people defending them today. So back that ass up. Yeah. So we end every episode with a song. This time, Carly has a jam for us to write out. Misa, I have one. I have been really getting into a band I used to love as a teenager, and I've fallen in love with them again. They are The Stranglers. They're just so good. And most people probably know them from Golden Brown or Peaches, which are both jams, and you should go and listen to those. But my new favorite Strangler song is called Who Wants the World because it slips into half time halfway through, and I love songs that do that, that change up their tempo. So have a listen and tell me what you think on Twitter. Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. And thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jimmy says. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. Bye. Bye.